Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Wrestling Unlimited as we are here on the 6th of August 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Friday Night Smackdown. First, Smackdown itself does go. I enjoyed the show for the most part. I thought it was an entertaining show. I didn't think there was anything horrible about tonight's Smackdown or anything like that. And yeah, I thought the show itself wasn't a bad Smackdown. Now, granted, we've had better, way better SmackDowns in the past. My glasses are all kinds of fogged up for some reason. We've had way better SmackDowns in the past, that's for sure. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But, again, I enjoyed tonight's SmackDown for the most part. But with that, I'm going to talk about that show. And I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, you can follow us right here on Twitch and help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can help us out by subscribing with a tiered subscription, just like Broken King Slender recently did for 13 months. Or... You can subscribe for free with Amazon Prime, which in turn turns into Prime Gaming, because if you already pay Amazon for Amazon Prime, whether that's Prime Gaming, whether that's Prime Video, then you get a free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to support, and all you got to do is link your Amazon and your Twitch accounts, bada bing, bada boom. You don't just get the one free subscription, but you get free games, you get free content for games, and so much more, but on the flip side, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Also, remember, you can subscribe to the channel as a channel member and hit that join button down below to get early access to non-news videos, exclusive breaking news, podcast episodes, and so much more. But with that, also remember, you can support us by heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But with that, guys... Let's talk about tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. And I know releases happened tonight. They were all from NXT. I'll hit on that at the end. So if you guys have any questions, I'll hit on those at the end. If you're watching on YouTube, submit those questions, the Super Chat questions, and I will for sure make sure to get your questions read on the air. Remember, all Super Chats do get read. So if you have any questions regarding SmackDown or even the releases that went down tonight, 12 wrestlers in total. Then get your super chats up, and I will make sure to address those questions. Sasha Banks opened up the show and made her way to the ring to start SmackDown. Fans gave her a positive reaction, cheered for her at first. Banks noted that she's returned to take her spotlight back, and the fans booed that. They recapped Banks attacking Bel Air last week. The video included fans reacting in slow motion for some reason, which was kind of funny, and I want to look something up really fast. Um, no, it's, I need, I need to see something really quick. WrestleMania 36. The results. Okay, so Sasha Banks. Um, here we go, here we go. No, no, no. Oh, I see what happened. 
All right, never mind. I was looking up. I was looking up a Sasha stat, but I couldn't actually find it. So we'll just move on. So Banks bragged about attacking Bel Air. She saved. She said that she saved Bel Air to prove that Bel Air needs her. Banks talked about Bianca crying before their WrestleMania match in the ring and this and that. And she returned last week to make Bel Air pay for beating her for the title. Belair then interrupt and walk down to the ring, and I don't. Bianca smiles a lot, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing most of the time, but it was tonight. She came down and she was flip the hair, flip the hair, walk down to the ring. I got a smile on my face. Oh, the glasses off. Whatever. You should be pissed, pissed at Sasha right now. You shouldn't be dancing, grooving, jiving, all that kinds of stuff. No, you should be down. Serious look. Want to come after me? Let's do this. You know, that something like that. Like I said, Belair walked down to the ring. She pointed out that Banks demanded to face her at WrestleMania. Because Sasha had said, there would have been no WrestleMania main event without me. There would have been no SB win without me. And Bianca had a great, 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 great point. She said, I won the Royal Rumble, and you begged me to challenge you at WrestleMania. If I wouldn't have picked you, you wouldn't have been in that main event. There would have been no SB win without me, not without you. And I go, yeah, Bianca with some, some truth there. Bianca jumps into the ring. Sasha jumps out of the ring. Sasha then stood on the announce table. Belair asked Banks if she needs to take another four months off again like she did after WrestleMania. Belair and Banks then agreed that they want to face each other and that the title should be on the line. But then out would come Zelina Vega. She made her way to the ring. Vega pointed out that Belair already accepted her as a challenger last week and demanded a shot at the title. Belair said, no, 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 I'll face Sasha at SummerSlam. As far as you go, Vega, I'll face you tonight. Michael and Pat McAfee were a little confused here, stating that later on tonight, Belair versus Vega would be for the title. But then we learned that it's actually not for the title. But they were confused. The recap, Rey Mysterio against Jimmy Uso last week. In the back, Ray wasn't happy that Dominic challenged Jay to a match. We talked about Dominic being a rookie and doesn't want to jeopardize their title shot coming up at SummerSlam. Ray thanked Dominic for helping him last week, but noted... That, no. Yeah, Ray thanked Dominic for helping him last week, but then Dominic said, I can do this on my own, or I gotta do this on my own. Something along those lines. So, yeah, Dominic said, ah, I'll, I'll go out there and do it myself. Dominic promised to listen to his father, but doesn't quite want the help. Ray was impressed to see that Dominic has the confidence that he does. We got an eight and a half minute match. It was Jey Uso against Dominic Mysterio. Dominic hit a standing, moves, uh, standing drop kick and an arm drag early off the top rope to gain control. Jay bounced back with a shoulder tackle to take over. Dominic tried fighting back, but Jay rocked him with a right hand. These two worked really well together. Uh, they fought on the floor briefly. Dominic avoided Jay and hit a drop kick through the ropes. He followed this up with a sliding sunset powerbomb into the barricade. During a commercial break, Jay took over after Jimmy interfered. They showed this on the replay. After the break, Jay hit a jumping neck breaker for a close near fall. Dominic avoided a Samoan drop and hit a neck breaker for a two. 
Dominic then hit a, a springboard moonsault for a near fall. He avoided it in Zaguri and sent Jane to the corner. Dominic then hit a 619 and climbed to the top rope. Jimmy ran at Dominic, but Ray hit a senton off the steps. Dominic took too long, and Jay was able to get to his feet here. Jay avoided Dominic with a super kick, or and hit a super kick. Followed this up with a splash and picked up the victory, pinning Dominic in the middle of the ring. So they recapped Seth Rollins attacking Edge last week during the commercial break that we all didn't see. In the back, Megan Morant, who, this girl, I, I, don't, I don't know about her. She walks up, she's like, Edge, can we get your words on the incident that took place last week with Seth Rollins? And Edge goes, Seth Rollins. And she gets this look on her face like, hmm. he literally says, he's like, Seth Rollins. And she goes, like, girl, you ain't making the stern face. That's supposed to be Edge. Um, Edge says that he's got some words for Seth Rollins. He challenged Seth Rollins to meet him in the ring if he dare. Next up, Rick Boogs was out there introducing, intru introducing King Nakamura. Got a good reaction from the live crowd. The, the fans like this entrance. They really do. Nakamura came out. Got a good reaction from the crowd. They then talked about how two WWE superstars are having success right now in Hollywood and in theaters. They said that The Rock's movie Jungle Cruise was the number one movie last weekend. Is currently the number one movie in the nation. But John Cena's movie, The Suicide Squad, that just released today, is getting critical acclaim. And is expected to be the number one movie this weekend in box offices. I can say, I liked Jungle Cruise. I really did. And I like Suicide Squad. I think I like Jungle Cruise maybe a tiny bit more. I've seen them both. I like Jungle Cruise a tiny bit more. And Suicide Squad's an interesting one. Basically, they told James Gunn, make us a movie as funny as Guardians of the Galaxy with a lot of action and make it kind of gory. Give us an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy with a bunch of bad guys. Oh, and every third or fourth word's got to be fuck, fuck, fuck. They say the F word so many times in Suicide Squad, it's almost ridiculous, to be completely honest. Like, they say the F word in Suicide Squad, and, and I'm not just saying like one, one character or something. Everybody. Everybody says fuck or fucking or fuck it or some, some variation of that word. I shit you not. It's like every fourth, fifth word. Like, I don't even know. John Cena was good in the movie, though. I really liked him as Peacemaker and think that if the role that he does in the television show is just the exact same as the character in the movie and they don't really change it because, you know, sometimes you got to change things from movie to TV. If they don't change anything with the character and he's just Peacemaker just like he was in the movie, I think this could be interesting. I don't know what route they're going with the character's story for the show because he was like a, I don't want to say second-tier character, but he wasn't like the star. He wasn't Idris Elba leading the team, if you know what I mean. But Brian Cena does say it quite often, the F word in Suicide Squad, quite often. 
So we had a Intercontinental Championship contenders match. Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews and Shinsuke Nakamura. Match went two minutes and ended in a DQ. I don't even have to say anything else. It ended in a DQ. Nakamura had a series of knees, went for the pin. Disease pulled Nakamura out of the ring. Boom, DQ. That was it. That was it. And you've got fucking boogs out there. Just watching. Just watching. Not even trying to help his boy. So in the back, Caleb Braxton spoke with Paul Heyman. Heyman noted that Cena stole the contract since Finn Balor's name was on it. He shouldn't have been able to sign it. He called the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Schmuckaneers, and the fans erupted in booze for that. Heyman told Braxton that Reigns, <clears throat> that Reigns has nothing to say about Cena or to her. So next up, we got Tegan Knox with Shotzi against Tamina. Tegan Knox got her name back, and I don't think they ever took it from her. Everyone's like, she's just Knox on the main roster. She doesn't have her first name. Da, da, da. Well, she did tonight, and she did that first night because Michael Cole kept saying Tegan Knox, Tegan Knox, Knox and Shotzi, Tegan Knox. So, whatever. She's Tegan fucking Knox. Match goes a minute and 45 seconds. Crowd didn't react much at all to this match. Knox and Tamina went, like I said, just under two minutes and had a very weak distraction finish. So they're going back and forth. The story is, if there even was one, Knox is the faster one. Tamina's the stronger one. Knox knocks Tamina down in the corner, hits a cannonball. She gets back up. Tamina avoids a shining wizard, rocks her with a super kick, goes to put her up for the Samoan drop. And she's facing the announce table. Tamina, that is. She turns around for said Samoan drop. And fucking Shotzi shoots the cannon. It doesn't hit anybody. But the cannon shooting distracts Tamina long enough for her to just be like, Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, what, what was that? Knox then jumps off of her back, rolls her up, and pins her to pick up the victory. This was a... I've seen a lot of distraction finishes where I go, eh, that was all right. This was shitty. You're going to shoot the rocket. Oh, but I didn't hit her, so it's not a disqualification. This was dumb. In the back, Zelina Vega approached Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. She demanded she get her match uh, tonight with Bianca Belair, and they're like, well, yeah, you will, but it's not for the title. Then they go on to state, that they need more time than just a, an hour to promote a title match. Then they go on to tell Zelina she's been gone for a while, so she needs to prove herself in this match. That's why it's a contenders match, so she can go out there and prove to them that she deserves another shot or another match with the champion, and that one be a title match. So here's my first couple of questions. Okay. Sasha was gone for four months, but can just get a title match. Sasha doesn't have to do a contenders match to, to prove that she deserves the shot. I get it. You could say, well, she was the last champion. All right. Well, then they could have said, oh, well, uh, in her contract as the champion, 
It says that if she loses the title, she's obligated to rematch. Just like they used to fucking do back in the day. Champion gets an automatic rematch. So the former champion. No, they haven't done that in a while in WWE. It's always, you got to earn it. You got to prove it. This and that. <clears throat> Zelina didn't just get a title shot. They didn't even tell Zelina she had to win against Bianca. They just said, you got to go out there and prove to us that you're worthy at getting a shot at the title. You've got to have chutzpah. But no. Sasha can just show up and go, I want to challenge you. And, 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 here's the other thing that didn't make sense. They go, Zelina's like, she agreed twice. And Sonya looks dead in her eyes and goes, Bianca don't make matches here. I do. Okay, then how come Bianca and Sasha can make a match for the pay-per-view for SummerSlam? But you're going to use all this bullshit for Zel with Zelina? Oh, Zelina, you can't get a title match tonight because it's not up to Bianca. You've got to prove yourself first. Well, what about Sasha having to fucking prove herself first? We basically told her that if you prove yourself tonight, you will get the first shot after SummerSlam, whether that is Bianca Belair or Sasha Banks. Vegas said, I know Sasha's coming out of SummerSlam, Victoria, so I'll be more than happy to take on Sasha Banks after SummerSlam. And I'm like, fuck. We got an Edge segment. He came out and got a great reaction from the crowd in Tampa. Edge made his way down to the ring, and then we went to commercial, and then we came back. Edge noted that Seth Rollins actually isn't here tonight, even though he called him out. Fans erupted in booze. Edge feels that they're similar, but admitted that he would end the feud if Rollins was here. Rollins then appeared on the big screen via satellite. He mocked Edge and noted that he always has a plan B. Edge says that he has a plan B too and challenged Rollins to a match at SummerSlam. Rollins said he needed some time to think about it. And Edge goes, oh, because you know you can't beat me because all you are is a, a, a Edge light, a light version of me. And Seth got pissed. He goes, no, I ain't no light version of you. I ain't no light version of nobody. Rollins then talks about ending Edge's career, saying that he's going to have to go have another neck surgery. He even mentioned Edge's wife and his family. And I go, oh, no, you're not Edge light. You're fucking Randy Orton light. That's the same thing Randy did. Mentioned the wife. Mentioned the kids, Ruby and Lyric. What are you going to do? Curb stomp Beth next week? Fuck. Edge said he heard enough and mocked Rollins. He got furious. And said that Rollins can't fill his shoes. Rollins grew even more furious and said, fine. You want to match at SummerSlam? I accept. The other guys that can just make matches. But the GM said, no, you can't. So I don't know. In the back, Caleb Braxton went to interview Finn Balor. And he's like, yeah, just, just let me talk. I, I don't need any of your, hey, you know, last week, this and that. And Finn's just like, got attacked last week by Baron freaking Corbin. And then John Cena stole my title shot. Balor promised that tonight, he's going to teach Corbin some honor and some integrity. He then said once he beats Corbin, he will address Cena. He said in an interview earlier this week, which I wouldn't want to see this, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. He said, I was supposed to get the title shot originally. Cena signed the contract. Okay, whatever. Give him a shot. But why not make the shot at SummerSlam? Triple threat. 
I was supposed to get the title shot. My name was on the contract. I should still be in that match. They didn't go that route on television. They didn't say that at all that I heard. Next up, we had the Street Profits against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, match with three and a half minutes. It was good while it lasted. The recap, Ziggler and Roode defeating the Street Profits for the titles all the way back in January. Montez Ford, good to see him back in action. Attempted to backflip, but slipped. Roode took over. Ford briefly recovered and hit a standing dropkick. Roode hit a huge suplex to regain control. The heels isolated Ford in their corner. Angelo Dawkins got the hot tag and ran wild with the twisting splash in the corner. He followed this up with a twisting neck breaker for a near fall. Ziggler fought back and hit a famouser for a two. Ziggler attempted a DDT, but Dawkins pushed him back and hit a huge spine buster. Ford then hit a frog splash and picked up the victory against Ziggler and Rude, them damn dastardly dirty dogs. Um, Looking at the chat here. I appreciate that, Cowboys. appreciate that comment. Then we had non-title match. Match went almost 10 minutes with Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega. I think the two had a very good match. I think they worked well together. And it was a match where they had to feel each other out early, which is okay because I don't know if they've ever had a singles match against one another in the past. And... By the end of this match, they were really working well together. Commentary explained that if Vega proves herself, she might get a future title shot. Again, never saying she had to beat Belair. But Belair was briefly in control early where Vega locked on a submission in the ropes. She, like, this was weird. Like, Bianca was up against the ropes, but, like, with her back up against it. Almost in a 619 position. And then, Zelina does, like, a 619 but then turns it into like a modified tarantula. No, not no. Kinda. Like a modified tarantula arm back puller. I don't know. I don't know. Going forward, Belair fought back and sent Vega to the floor. Belair then gave Vega a press slam as Sasha Banks made her way out to ringside. Banks distracted Belair, which allowed Vega to escape the press slam. Follow this up with a hurricane rana off the apron to the floor. After a commercial break, Vega was firmly in control with a chin lock. Belair escaped it and hit a shoulder tackle. Vega went for an arm bar, but Belair picked her up. Belair slammed Vega and hit a hand, head, head spring splash for a near fall. Vega attempted a sleeper, but Belair countered into a suplex. Belair rolled through and attempted a delayed suplex, but Vega this time reversed the suplex into a DDT. Vega attempted a Hurricane Rana off the apron again, but Belair held on and slammed her against the barricade before throwing her back in the ring. Belair then hit the KOD and picked up the victory. In the back, Paul Heyman informed Roman Reigns, uh, I just wanted to tell you, as the table tribal chief, Ben Balor versus Baron Corbin, that match is next. And Roman said, he's interested to see how it goes. We did get Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. The match went just shy of three minutes. Balor dominated Corbin and easily beat him in a short match. Fans gave Balor a great reaction multiple times here. When he entered, during the match, when he won, etc. So, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in WWE. Finn gets a full entrance, like everybody else. 
Corbin walks out, no music, and they tell us on commentary. He goes, Pat, oh, Baron Corbin coming out. What did he call him? Bum-ass Baron Corbin coming out here right now. Doesn't even have music anymore because he can't afford it. What? These wrestlers are paying for their own music? That that was... Pat, I love you, bud. I love Pat McAfee on commentary, but that was one of his... One of his worst takes thus far. I don't know if that was a his line or if that was a them line. Who came up with that line? They should be knocked down a peg. Because when he said, bum-ass Baron Corbin ain't even can't, uh, ain't even coming out with any music because he can't afford it. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, Johnson said this is actually their third facing each other. Talk about Zelina and Bianca in singles competition? I don't think so. Let's look that up. Anka Belair. Tina Vega. Because tag team matches, that's different. Um, look this up right here. I think it might be. Might be. You could be right. I'm going to double check, though. Second singles match that they've had. I believe. Hold on. Let me double check one more thing. I believe this is the... They had a match back in October. Inside the Thunderdome. Okay. Then they also had tonight's match. Did they have another one? Um, not that I can see. I think as far as okay, so they were supposed to have a match on Monday Night Raw back in March of 2018 or not 2018, March of 2020, but the match itself never actually happened. It was like they were supposed to do the match and then they didn't do the match. That's what it is. So it could have been three. It could have been three, but it just quite wasn't. This is their second singles match together. Last one came October 23rd, 2020. Going forward, you had Finn versus Corbin. Um, the bell rang. Corbin yelled for a mic. He apologized for what he did last week. And Balor said, I don't accept your challenge. Balor rocked Corbin with a forearm and some hard chops. Uh, Corbin sent Balor into the ring post and hit a suplex to take over. Fans broke out in a brief, let's go Balor chant. Balor hit a double foot stomp and a sling blade. He followed this up with a shotgun dropkick and a coup de gras to pick up the victory. After the match crowd went wild, Balor grabbed a mic and noted he still wants his title shot. He said three years ago, he would have just let this go and move on. But that Finn, that Finn's dead. Balor says he doesn't care if he has to go through Cena to get this match. He'll face Cena any place, any time, name the day. Cue up the music of the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Bum, 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 I, I like Roman's music a lot. I think Roman, 
the music, like a lot of times you see, you hear guys' music change and then you go, oh no, oh no, 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 no. I don't like that at all for them because you're used to the old stuff. But the first time I heard this music, I go, holy fuck, that fits this new Roman character so well. I love it. This angle really didn't do Finn any favors-ish. Like, he looked good, but didn't look good. He got his ass beat multiple times. So, come back from a break. And fans erupted in booze for Roman Reigns. Got loud Cena chants, though. Balor looked at Reigns and shook his head. Reigns. Heard Balor ranting about Cena and mentioned the name. Crowd went, chanted for Cena again. Reigns told Balor not to ever mention his name, though. Benson did, what? What? But Reigns didn't even let it bother him. That's because Roman's a pro. Reigns then just threw the mic down. And as he went to get out of the ring, Balor shoved him to the floor. Fans erupted in another Cena chant. Reigns then stared down Balor before the Usos would run in and take him down. Usos went for the splash. And Finn, this was weirdly done, but it was all right. Jimmy goes to the top. No, Jay goes to the top. Jimmy's standing there with Finn. Finn drop toe holds Jimmy, so then Jay lands the splash on Jimmy. Fans erupt in another Cena chant. Finn Busts up, not bust up, but he beats down both Usos, throws them out of the ring, does a big old dive over the top rope. Great pop from the crowd for the dive. Roman sees this as Heyman's like, ah, you better look. You better look. Oh, your boys ain't doing good. Roman then comes down. He takes a sling blade from Finn Balor. Finn's about to hit him with the woo drop kick in the corner when the Usos jump back in yet again and hold him down. Beat him down for a moment before Roman goes, all right, let's go. Let's get on with this. They throw Finn at, at Roman. Roman hits him with the Superman punch. And there you go. Roman then puts him in the guillotine. Finn Balor taps out. Crowd chance yet again for John Cena. And the show goes off the air. They did let us know Cena will be back next week. I want to say thank you to Courtney Chris for the uh, super sticker donation. Really do appreciate that. That was SmackDown. I thought Finn looked good until the very end. Looked good when he got double teamed and then came back on the Usos. Then didn't look good where the last thing we see on the show is him like this. <laughs> tapping out in a guillotine. But that was Friday Night Smackdown. I thought overall the show was not bad at all. If I had to rate it, I'd give it a 7.5. I really enjoyed myself tonight watching this show. But now I want to know what you guys thought. I want to know what you thought. Of tonight's Friday Night Smackdown. Remember, if you want to be part of tonight's show, you can do so by texting in to 510-906-1341. Again, that number is 510-906-1341. As far as the polls do go, on Twitch, 70% of you like Smackdown, 20% thought it was alright, and 10% didn't like it. As far as the YouTube poll does go, 59% of you like Smackdown, 24 thought it was all right, and 17 didn't like it. Pull up the text messages here. Let's see. Text messages. First one here does state. 
When is Mia Yam supposed to debut on SmackDown? No clue hurts. She might be moved back to Raw. Will Finn Balor get a shot at the Universal Championship soon? What is your overall thoughts on today's releases? I will talk about that in a moment. As far as Finn, I think he'll get a shot after SummerSlam. Versus, I feel like SmackDown Live. Okay, it's not called SmackDown Live anymore, just so you guys know. Did okay tonight, but the match between Bianca Belair and Vega don't vibe with me. Do you think we might see Finn and John Cena and Roman in a triple? No, I don't think it's going to. Then they could go the triple threat route, but I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Versus, do you think John Cena comes back again before or during the Royal Rumble? I have no clue because I don't know what movie projects he has past September. Where it says, I have two things. Bronson Reed is a surprising name to release. And also, with Pete Dunne's contract being up so soon, do you see him going to AEW or resigning with WWE? Honestly, I think Pete Dunne's got a better chance of staying with WWE than going to AEW. They've got a lot of guys in AEW. They don't need a lot more. And unfortunately, it's not like Pete Dunne is a name that people clamor for. It's not like he was a name that was big in the U.S. before AEW and before you know, all that when the indie scene was really taken off. So, unfortunately, no. I don't see Pete Dunne as somebody that they may bring in a couple times. I, I could see that maybe. But I don't see him as somebody where they go, we got to sign that guy. I, I just don't. And it's nothing against Pete Dunne. It's just I don't think their fan base would see him as somebody that fits in. He's somebody that would really, really come off as, oh, that WWE. Where it says... I was at WWE Live today. There was two dark matches, Dakota Kai versus Aaliyah. Interesting. And Keith Lee versus Austin Theory. Huh. Okay. Good to note. Good to note. Thank you for letting me know that. It says, whose side are you for Universal Champion? Do I have to be on a side? If you, if you pick Team Cena, no offense, you're a moron. John Cena is not winning the title at SummerSlam. At all. So after the interview segment, is Finn turning heel? No. Finn's the babyface. Roman's the heel. Versus they can't stand contender matches, Tim. I wish that they would have one-on-one -on -one contender matches. I'm, you're speaking my language. I said the same thing. Screw these contender matches where we have to get rematches where you got to do the whole, oh, well, you got to beat the champion to get a title shot. No, you should beat somebody else that is at the top level. You two fight, three, four of you, however many, and then you earn the shot. So that we don't have to get another fucking, fucking, fucking rematch. For says, be honest, who do you think takes the title off of Roman? That is a doozy of a question that I get every week. That I almost can't answer because I don't know. The only name that I would say is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but I don't know if they would put the title on Dwayne. That's the one, the one thing. It's like Roman's been so protected that it's like someone coming in like a, like a rock would have to take that title off of him, like a Cena. Granted, Cena's not sticking around other than the Madison, one Madison Square Garden show after SummerSlam. So unless Cena... Now, I don't see this happening. But but 
maybe Cena wins the title at SummerSlam, and then Roman gets his rematch at Madison Square Garden SmackDown, and they take the title back there. I don't know. I don't know. But then that would still lead to the question of who in the long run takes the title off Roman because he's still, yeah. Person here says, thoughts on releases, and this person says, wow, Bobby Fish Bronson Reed released. Why? Don't know why. Wasn't heard, didn't hear any um, details, like if it was budget cuts or anything. I know some of them have responded or or not really responded, but basically confirmed that they've been released. We've got more release names. Desmond Troy has been released by WWE. That's another name. That's another name. Um, we also have something here. According to PW Insider, the cuts were made at some point this week, and no other releases are are uh, are said to be coming. Again, the Desmond Choi name did come up after the twelve, but it is good to see that we're not going to get any more names. We did get one more in Desmond Troy. I I don't know what this really means though. Like Diamond Mind, you you got rid of Rust, so it's just. It's just Roddy now, Roddy and Hick or whoever the other the 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 Asian guy that was supposed to be their coach, and then their their mouthpiece Bivens. So they're gonna recruit somebody else. Who you got? You released everybody. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say. They got released. I'm sh- I'm I'm dumbfounded that Bronson Reed got released. That's the one that I'm I'm right now like Bronson Reed. Wow. Wow. So, there's not really much to say. If you want, if you haven't heard all the names released, some of these you may not know because they haven't been on television yet, but there's Bronson Reed. Actually, hold on. I've got a list here. I can tell you a couple things. Um, let me pull this list up really fast. So give a little context on each guy and girl that was released. Um, Bronson Reed, former NXT North American champion, signed with WWE in 2019, has been working dark matches before Raw and SmackDown. Tyler Rust signed with WWE back in 2020 after WWE acquired Evolve, was part of the Diamond Mine. Leon Ruff, former NXT North American champion, signed with the company in 2020, another one that came over from Evolve. He was supposed to be, I haven't seen it yet tonight, but on tonight's fucking 205. Mercedes Martinez. Signed with WWE in 2020. Last wrestled on the June 29th edition of NXT. Bobby Fish. Signed with NXT in 2017. Had been pushed as a big guy. In a, a big star in a disputed era. Not so much. Once the UE broke up. Lost this past Tuesday to Roderick Strong. Ari Sterling. Regularly featured on 205 Live. Like. Regular. When I say regularly, like almost every single week. was also, I think, set to face Kushida on tonight's 205 Live as well. Conor Reeves signed with WWE back in 2014. Hasn't wrestled since February 2020. He had been out with, I want to say, a knee injury. And hadn't heard anything about him coming back as far as from the injury. Uh, Stefan, Stefan Smith. Signed with WWE in 2014. Had not wrestled since February 2020. 
No, I read the wrong thing. Um, Stephen Smith signed with WWE in 2019. I think he was supposed to come in and be a referee. Never appeared on television. Uh, Zechariah Smith, former basketball, college basketball standout, played for Bakersfield, signed in 2020 and never wrestled on television. I could say that Zach, Zachariah, Zachariah Smith is a great athlete because I've seen him play basketball here locally because here in Fresno, we play the basketball, we play some of the teams in Bakersfield. So I've seen him play basketball. I've seen him uh, locally. He's a good athlete. Great basketball player. Jake Atlas, released by WWE, signed in 2019, last wrestled on the uh, July 23rd edition of 205 Live. Asher Hale, signed by WWE just this year, 2021, last wrestled on the July 30th edition of NX, no, 205 Live. Going forward, Giant Zangier. Not exactly sure when he signed with WWE, but the only time I ever saw him do anything was Superstar Spectacular earlier this year. And Desmond Troy, who was signed back in 2019, last wrestled on the July 2nd edition of 205 Live. So those are all the names that were released by WWE, unfortunately. And it's sad. It's unfortunate. I, there's not much more for me to say. I haven't heard anything. I know Bronson Reed sent out a tweet. We can find that and pull that up really fast. Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed tweeted out, just got released from WWE. This monster is back on the loose. You don't know what you've done. Hashtag WWE at AEW at Impact Wrestling at NJPW1972 at Ring of Honor. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, where these guys and girls go, what they do next. But with that, that's going to do it. Wrap up this edition of the Friday Night Smackdown review. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Remember to follow us on social media. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pro Wrestling ULTD. Follow us on Instagram by searching for Pro Wrestling Unlimited and follow us on Twitter PW Unlimited. So with that, guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend, and I will see you later. I'll be live later on tonight, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy, and I will be back here on Monday for Monday Night Raw. Have a good one, guys.